What's going on, Hardliners? Welcome to His Hardline for another episode of 1% with Him. Remember, every day we need to spend at least minimum 15 minutes with our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Dig a little bit in the Bible and spend a little time in prayer, you know what I mean? If you can't do that, just join us here at His Hardline. We'll get it done. Drop. And don't forget to check out our website, www.hisheartline.com. We're happy to have you. Let's get started. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. Good evening, good afternoon, good morning, wherever you are in the world. I am Jason, your co-host here at His Hard Line, and you are listening to another episode of 1% with Him. And we have God and Jesus Christ. I am at their side. I often say that they're at my side, but it's more like the other way around. I am at their side because I am the co-host and they are the host. They are the ones that are in charge of this show. They are the ones at the helm, and they are steering this ship through these crazy, chaotic waters that we call life. So welcome. And the reason I say that is because, you know, there's obviously storms going on around the world. And when I say storms, I don't mean just on a, you know, actual uh, weather-related sense of the word. But, you know, metaphorically, there's a lot of storms going around, going on around the world. Um geopolitically, economically. I mean, there's, you know, even personally, we may have our own personal storms going on, but, you know, there's a reason why the Bible says, depending on the version you have, but for the sake of argument, we're going to say at least 365 times in the Bible, which is basically an average of one time a day that God is telling us to fear not. And there's a reason for that. So, We give up complete surrender to our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ and God, and he will steer this ship through, not only through these crazy storms, but he'll lead us to a safe harbor to where it's calm and where we will be safe. So today we're going to be reading out of the book of Mark, chapter 1. And so it reads, The beginning of the gospel of Jesus Christ, the Son of God. Just as it is written in Isaiah the prophet, Behold, I am sending my messenger before you. Who will prepare your way? The voice of one calling out in the wilderness, Prepare the way of the Lord. Make this pa- make his paths straight. John the Baptist appeared in the wilderness, preaching a baptism of repentance for the forgiveness of sins. In all the country of Judea, was going out to him and all the people of Jerusalem, and they were being baptized by him in the Jordan River, confessing their sins. And John was clothed with camel's hair and wore a leather belt around his waist, and his diet was locust and wild honey. And he was preaching, saying, After me, one is coming who is mightier than I, and I am not fit to bend down and untie the straps of the sandals. I baptized you with water, but he will baptize you with the Holy Spirit. In those days, Jesus came from Nazareth in Galilee and was baptized by John in the Jordan. And immediately coming up out of the water, he saw the heavens opening and the spirit like a dove descending upon him. And a voice came from the heavens, 
You are my beloved son. In you, I am well pleased. And immediately the spirit brought him out into the wilderness, and he was in the wilderness for 40 days, being tempted by Satan. And he was with the wild animals, and the angels were serving him. Now after John was taken into custody, Jesus came into Galilee, preaching the gospel of God and saying, The time is fulfilled, and the kingdom of God is at hand. Repent and believe in the gospel. As he was going along the Sea of Galilee, he saw Simon and Andrew, the brother of Simon, casting a net in the sea, for they were fishermen. And Jesus said to them, Follow me, and I will have you become fishers of people. Immediately they left their nets and followed him. And going on a little farther, he saw James, the son of Zebedee, and his brother John, who were also in the boat mending the nets. Immediately he called them, and they left their father Zebedee in the boat with the hired men and went away to follow him. Now they went into Capernaum, and immediately on the Sabbath Jesus entered the synagogue and began to teach. And they were amazed at his teachings, for he was teaching them as one having authority and not as the scribes. Just then there was a man in their synagogue with an unclean spirit, and he cried out, saying, What business do you have with us, Jesus of Nazareth? Nazareth? Have you come to destroy us? I know who you are. The Holy One of God and Jesus rebuked him, saying, Be quiet and come out of him. After throwing him in the into convulsions and crying out with a loud voice, the unclean spirit came out of him, and they were all amazed. So they debated among themselves, saying, What is this? A new teaching with authority? He commands even unclean spirits, and they obey him. Immediately, the news about him spread everywhere into the surrounding region of Galilee. Now, and after immediately, after they left the synagogue, they entered the house of Simon and Andrew with James and John. And now Simon's mother-in-law was lying sick with a fever. And they immediately spoke to Jesus about her, and he came to her and raised her up, taking her hand, and the fever left her, and she served him. Excuse me. And she served them. Now when evening came, after the sun had set, they began bringing to him all who were ill and those who were demon-possessed. And the whole city had gathered at the door, and he healed many who were ill with various diseases and cast out many demons, and he would not permit the demons to speak because they knew who he was. And in the early morning, while it was still dark, Jesus got up, left the house, and went away to a secluded place and prayed there for a time. And Simon and his companions eagerly searched for him, and they found him and said to him, Everyone is looking for you. He said to them, Let's go somewhere else, to the towns nearby, so that I may also preach there. For this is why I came. And he went into their synagogues, preaching throughout Galilee and casting the demons, casting out the demons. And a man with leprosy came to Jesus, imploring him and kneeling down and saying to him, If you are willing, you can make me clean. Moved with compassion, Jesus reached out with his hand and touched him and said to him, I am willing, be cleansed. And immediately the leprosy left him and he was cleansed. And he sternly warned him and immediately sent him away. And he said to him, See that you say nothing to anyone, but go, show yourself to the priest and offer for your cleansing, that what Moses commanded as a testimony to them. But he went out and began to proclaim it freely and to spread the news around to such an extent that Jesus could no longer publicly enter a city, but stayed out 
in unpopulated areas, and they were coming to him from everywhere. And that is the whole reading of Mark chapter one. And just, I think going forward, just, I think, so we have some, you know, I think what I want to do is, and we're going to start with Mark. And I did this in the beginning. I don't know why I never kept up with it, but we're just going to start with Mark chapter one, and we're going to read through the whole book of Mark. And we're going to do the same thing. We're going to pick a book and we're going to read through the whole thing. And so what does Mark chapter one mean? So there is a, like I said, so I, I like, I like to read off of uh, there. So I read out of my Bible, but I also like to reference for notes and a summary of uh, the Bible. Um, if you go to BibleRef.com, it's a very awesome website. Check it out. It's BibleRef.com. And so the book of Mark is attributed to John Mark, the cousin of Barnabas, and who deserted Paul and Barnabas on the first missionary trip. And Mark was quickly reconciled with Barnabas and eventually renewed his friendship with Paul. Now, scholars suggested that Mark may have been the young man who ran away naked from Jesus, Jesus' arrest. And if so, it would mean that he actually knew Jesus. Now, the book of Mark is one of the four Gospels which tells the story of Jesus' ministry on earth, and it's believed that Mark wrote his Gospel based on Peter's witness. Now, Mark's writing style is one of action, not heavy theology or quiet scholarly contemplation, but he skips Jesus' early life and opens with John the Baptist's ministry and Jesus' baptism. And these two events stand as a, well, kind of like a transition from the era of the Old Testament prophets to the time of Jesus, a transition Jewish leaders found difficult to make. And the remainder of the first chapter covers important events such as the temptation of Christ, the calling of the first disciples, and Jesus's earliest ministry in his home territory of Galilee. And so woven into the action are various themes and struggles that Jesus must face throughout his time on earth. And like us, Jesus' first audience focused on what he could do instead of who he was and why he had come. Where Jesus wanted to use his authority to teach, people instead looked to the signs of his authority, his miracles. Where he wanted to prove he was the Messiah through his fulfillment of Old Testament prophecies, he identi you know, his identity was instead publicly announced by demons. And although Jesus wished to explain his position in the legitimacy of the synagogues, his popularity quickly drove him to the wilderness. And so Mark chapter 1 illustrates that despite Jesus' God-given authority and his temptation tested righteousness, we too often would rather use him to make our lives comfortable than listen and follow his words. We should not be quick to trek to the wilderness in hopes that Jesus will heal, heal us but neglect to obey him in the comfort of our own homes. Amen. God has always used miracles to authenticate his servants to that people would listen to their message. Miracles are a tool, not the message. And so even so, Jesus' willingness to perform miracles and the way he performed miracles shows his love for us. He touched a woman, which was Peter's mother-in-law, and a man with leprosy, and both unheard of for a man who claimed to preach the word of God. 
as much as God wants us to follow him, he also cares about us right here and right now. And when it comes to healing, we should, well, we should have the attitude of the leper who was convinced Jesus could heal him, but would only do so if it was according to Jesus' plan. True healing, which is spiritual restoration with God, comes from the gospel Jesus came to preach and through trusting his sacrifice on the cross to cover our sins. And so that's just a summary of, a, you know, of Mark chapter 1. And something that people should know about the Gospel of Mark. Now, the Gospel of Mark emphasizes both Jesus' servanthood and his role as the promised Messiah. And the Son of God... This is done through a concise, action-packed style, and Mark actually provides relatively few details, instead focusing on the actions and simple statements. And, and this relates to the Gospel's authorship, which is believed to be based on the memories of the Apostle Peter. And these included many of Jesus' miracles, in contrast to the other Gospels, which include many more of Jesus' teachings and parables. And Mark also makes frequent mention of Jesus' ministry being misunderstood by others. In fact, it actually seems like it's still misunderstood by many yet. And so as far as the chapter context, you know, the first chapter of the Gospel of Mark sets the tone for the rest of the story. And so Mark's writing is concise, action-packed, and short on details. But within a few, you know, few verses, Mark seems to establish the transition from the wilderness ministry of John the Baptist to the healing and preaching of Jesus Christ. And so the first chapter includes the calling of Jesus' earliest disciples. And so his early miracles and his early teaching, this establishes the pattern shown throughout the Gospel of Mark, where Jesus mingles his teaching with miraculous signs. And so, like I said, I think going forward, what I want to start doing is reading... You know, today, like, so today we start with chapter one. Tomorrow we're going to do chapter two and then so on and so forth. We're going to continue on chapter three and chapter four. And what I read out of today was the NASB version. And so I will continue, I think, with the NASB, the New American Standard Bible version. Like I said, I often, you know, favor the New American Bible revised edition. That's one of my favorites. I would read out of the 1599 Geneva Bible, but like I said in another show, I cannot stand the THs that end in about every other word. Like, he cometh to serveth his mastereth, and it just, I can't do that. That's just too much. I feel like I would end up reading one chapter and ending up with a permanent lisp because there's so many THs in there. I just, I couldn't handle it. That's why I don't read the 1599 Geneva Bible. I read it, but to read it out loud would be a huge challenge for me. Truth be told. But anyway, I do want to say thank you for joining us here at His Heartline. And remember, I haven't said this in a while. Please join us and share the website, www.hisheartline.com. Do me the huge favor. I got to say, first off, thank you for all of you out there. You all have been wonderful. The people who follow this channel, the listeners that come in, even if you don't follow the channel. But I do encourage you, please follow the channel. Um. You know, we're just starting out. We started out back in February, and I got to honestly say, we've hit 14,000 downloads just in, you know, six months. And for me, I think that's amazing. And that's all because of you guys. In fact, 
not because of you guys, but honestly, it's all because of the good glory of God. Because again, this is his platform. He's going to have this grow as he sees fit. And my goal here is to serve all of you. My goal here is to get the word of God out there in a certain fashion that might be a little bit more palatable for you to take in, you know, mentally. Because, you know, yeah, there's tons of podcasts out there that read the Bible, hands down. Obviously, I'm not strictly just a, you know, Bible reading podcast. I have two other shows. But I know for me personally, sometimes when you hear the Bible, you know, when you hear the reading, Sometimes it might be excruciating to listen to because it just depends on the person's voice, maybe the pitch of their voice, maybe their delivery, you know, maybe their volume or their speed. I don't know. Everybody has a different taste. Everybody has different flavors, which is why I figured, you know, I'm going to throw my, you know, throw my hat into the ring and put it out there as well. And so anyway, I really do appreciate all of you out there. I have a really great community here at his hardline. I am I'm, I'm so happy to have the people we have here so far and I cannot wait to see what it's going to grow into. You know, I just realized on Pondbean, I didn't even realize this because again, I don't do this for money. I don't do this for you know, for anything like that. But I just realized as I was looking in because earlier I was on a show doing uh, the Brandenburg Block Hour and somebody did a gift on Pondbean which equates to I guess, you know, money, I guess. I've, I I don't know exactly quite how it works. It kind of goes to show you that I don't, you know, I just don't know how the whole system works. I'm still figuring it out. But apparently people, not just uh, there was a listener today who was very generous. And I want to say thank you, Randy, by the way, if you're listening to the, you know, repeat of this. But there have been other people in the past that I didn't even know that, you know, uh, did a send a gift via Podbean. And uh, that gift equates to, you know, money, which is great. And I and I want to say I really appreciate that. And and so for those of you that had contributed, if I didn't say thank you already, I'm saying now thank you. I do appreciate it. Like I said, that's not my goal here. I'm not here to try to profit. That's not what I want to be here for. Because like I said, you all know why I'm here. My biggest goal is I want to get the word of God out there firstly. And secondarily, I want to help get our nation free. Because like I said, if you know who I am and you you know what I'm involved with, which is the National Assembly and part of the Michigan General Journal Assembly. And when you see what's happening and what, when, when you see what's going to be happening, you're going to be, you're going to, it's going to start making sense with the fundamental changes that are going to be taking place in this nation. You're going to be, you're just going to be in such shock and awe because when, when these things come to pass and they're going to be good things for everyone. And when I say everyone, I'm not talking about, you know, the nonsense that Klaus Schwab's talking about, you will own nothing and be happy. That No. What I'm talking about is getting back to the Constitution, getting back to self-governing, getting back to taking care of our own selves and holding our own lives accountable, you know, holding our own selves accountable without having some tyrannical dictator, you know, control freak above us. We were always meant to be a free people under God, and that's what I'm talking about. And so when you see these things come to pass, you're going to come back to this channel and you're going to be like, you know, I heard this guy talk about this months and months and months before these things even happened. You have to go listen to him now. I'm telling you, that's what's going to happen. I feel the big wave coming over here because people are going to be like, wow, this guy re really was on point. Because when when you hear with what we talk about over here at his hard line, I'm telling you, when you get further down the road, when we get later on down the year, 
when it comes down, winding down to the end of 2022, you're going to see many things come to pass. And when you see these things come to pass, and again, you're going to have to watch Michigan, but people are going to see this and they're going to remember the conversations that I had here on this platform. They're going to remember some of the things that I talked about here. And they're going to be like, wow, I remember that guy, Jason, on his hard line talking about this. And you know what? He was the only one in the podcast world talking about this. He was the only one. And, and, uh, and excuse me, let me make a correction. And Donna Brandenburg, she's starting to talk about it too. But you guys are going to remember some of the things that we've talked about in other shows. And when these things come to pass, oh man, you guys are going to be so stoked up. You're going to be so excited and you're going to be spreading the word without even me asking you to. Because you're going to be like, oh my God, you guys got to listen to that podcast. I'm telling you, this guy called all this stuff way in advance and, he, he, and, and these things have come to pass. I'm telling you. Wait till October, November, December. We're going to see a wild thing happen in this nation. And it's going to be a wonderful, beautiful transformation. I'm telling you, watch Michigan, though. It's going to start with Michigan and it's going to it's going to just it's going to blow up from there. The whole world is going to be watching Michigan. Little do people even realize the whole world is watching Michigan. They're watching this nation first off, but it's going to start with Michigan. And so I wish I could tell you some of the things that I have been privy to um, some things I had to keep a lid on it, but, but anyway, at the end of the day, I'm happy to be here and serve all of you. That's why I'm here. I I'm here to serve all of you. I'm here to serve God. And that's really all there is to it. And so I want to say thank you for being here and being part of this community. And so you guys are just wonderful. And so with that, we're going to close us out with a prayer. So, Heavenly Father, we thank you so much for the people in this community here at this platform. I thank you for your wonderful management of it. Thank you for trusting me to be a steward of this platform. Thank you for our good health, not just me, but anybody who comes here to listen to this. And I pray that everybody has excellent health in abundance. I pray that anybody that has struggles, guide them, be a shining light for them. So they don't, they don't get lost. And whatever happens, Father, we just pray that you just, you know, you guide our words, you guide our thoughts, you guide our actions. And we invite Christ, your son, in our heart every single day so that we may do our absolute best to live, to be the best version of ourselves and to walk as close we, as we possibly can in perfection as Christ did. And so we pray all of this in your Holy Son's name, Jesus Christ. Amen. And so that is all I have for you today, ladies and gentlemen. And like I always said, here at His Hard Line, we are firm and we are steadfast and we are uncompromising. The enemy has most definitely crossed that line for the last time, and we do rely on protection of divine providence, and we will do our part as warriors for Christ to hold that hard line. And as it always, as it states in Joshua 1.9, I command you, be strong and steadfast. Do not fear, nor be dismayed. For the Lord your God is with you wherever you go. 
And I say this, proceed forward, never waver. This is your land and this is your country and this is your life. You got to own it and you got to protect it. I hope you all have a blessed day or a night wherever you're at in the world. And we will see you back here actually in a little bit. I am going to do a reading out of the 2000-25, the field training manual 2000-25 for the EDU spot. So we'll be back here in just a couple of minutes. Have a blessed day or night wherever you're at, and we'll see you back on the other side. All right, ladies and gentlemen, that is it for the day. Thank you for joining us here at His Heart Line. Remember, we need to spend at least 15 minutes each day with our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. That is literally 1% of our time on a daily basis. Spend a little time in the Bible, spend some time in prayer. And you'd be amazed what Jesus will do to you. Drop. our website www.hishardline.com for all the latest updates.